Hey everybody, welcome back to the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast. This is episode 404, Talk. Written by Heather Marion and directed by John Scheiben. Uh, I'm Chris McCaleb. I also edited this episode. And with us today was supposed to be, and maybe, fingers crossed, Kelly Dixon. Uh, I think that she's actually in town this day. And uh, she's been in New York uh, for this whole season. And so hopefully she's going to join us. If not, uh, maybe we'll be able to check in with her later and uh, sort of get some of her thoughts. But uh, we do have a huge table of people and uh, never enough time to get to all of it. So let's just dive right in. Uh, as always, co-creators, executive producers, Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan. Hey. Hey. Uh, and Joey Reinish. Hey. And we have four guests today. It's a lot. Um, but we're going to get there. You are, oh, But they're, they're such good guests, Chris. That's great this, guests. Is, this is amazing. That's definitely true. Uh, and you, you already, uh, our first guest, you already heard her name. She wrote this episode. She's the best. Heather Marion. Hello. Hey, Heather. Hi. Thanks for coming across town from your, your new job. I miss you guys. We miss very you. Very much. I'm very excited to come back. So this job, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to take you away from, uh, from us in the future, is it? Never. Right, you don't like I'm them. Yours. You don't like them better than us, right? No, no, I'm not no, saying no, that no. you have not to. till their podcast. Okay, all right, and then their podcast. Okay, then we're yeah, very good answer. Uh, Perfect answer. No, we're kidding. Uh, we're all super happy for you, Heather. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. And uh, and it's awesome that you're here. Uh, also with us today, supervising. Is this your first time on the podcast? It is. First time Ooh, on the podcast. I'm oh, so glad this is podcast happening. Podcast virgin here. Thank oh, you. <laughs> Supervising sound editor Nick Forshager. Oh, thank you. Glad and, to be here. And you're going to tell us all about what a supervising sound editor does while we're talking. Great. Because uh, I'm going to get right to the next guests. That's right. I said guests. You know them, probably know them best as the terrifying Salamanca cousins. It's Luis and Daniel Moncada. Yes. yes. <laughs> we are also virgins, okay? Yeah, oh, you're gonna pop good. our cherry today. Yes. That's great. That's great. Well, well, let's let's jump right into it. Um, this is this uh, this episode is jam packed. There's so many things that happen, like we were just saying before we started recording. Um, but this teaser, this is sort of a different teaser for the show. Heather, it I'm is just, sort of a different <laughs> teaser. I didn't. I was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's sort of a different teaser as we sort of uh, jump back in time sort of Americana thing with this little kid and his dad, just a, a, a boy and his dad. And, and, um, and then we come to find out who it is. Uh, how did you guys uh, come about with this? We kind of came, we came to that at the end of the episode. I think we, we broke most of the episode before we came back to this idea that maybe we would see some beauty shots of Mike building the carport with his son um, that Stacy talked about, I think, in episode 306. Um, so we then we came up with the idea that this is an event that Mike is remembering, and we'd flash forward to see him at the grief group, and then we wonder what the hell just happened. Exactly. That was a fun piece to do. We tried a lot of different pieces of music in there. and uh, I was going to ask, was that uh, a quick thing, or has it, the, the music? Not at all. Yeah. No, that was a really – that was maybe the first – um, not that there are more musical montages in this episode or season, but this was sort of the first one where I had a huge list of songs and had to listen and try a lot of them. And, and uh, you know, we have with Thomas Golovich, it's just one of the 
is the best in the biz and and John also John Scheiben the director who uh, did a, an awesome job and is a, a really great guy we had a, a good time working together in in the in the room but uh, he had a lot of strong opinions and and he had some ideas which is always great that you know that he comes in with you know with some really clear ideas of, of what he wants which uh, is it, the same can be said for the later montage with that piece of music uh, which we'll get to later, but um, but yeah, I really I, I like that kid. That kid is Kid's really great. excellent. Maddie, young Maddie, right? It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> and who's who's is it is it is that actually because uh, you never really see his face? Is that actually uh, uh, Jonathan or is that that's another actor? That's actually another actor, and we picked him out based on photos of young Jonathan Banks. Oh, and yeah. and I'll tell you, we purposefully avoided his face, but. Boy, if he doesn't look like Jonathan Banks as a, as a young man in profile from the back, we we you don't really see it in the cut, but you saw it in the dailies, and uh, we could have played him on camera. Interesting, I think at least hmm. at a distance. It was it was very very convincing. Was that a post production choice? That was so it was shot that you could have showed uh, more of them, but you just you guys decided later to not do that. I mean, you would know better than I would, Heather, but I don't think it was intended to show him, which I Correct. like. I yeah. like that we're like, who we, is we this always guy? intended it for it to be um, from Maddie's point of view. So he was watching the activity, but never his dad's face. He was standing back. Awesome. Well, that was very cool. Um, and then uh, Act One. Uh, to me, the coolest oh, yeah. thing about the scene, though, is the. The, the the hard cut to the uh, the grief group yes and and just structurally I think it's it's so cool how he says you know you wanted me to talk I talked and then we go through the whole episode and then in mid mid episode we have that the actual scene that leads up to that moment right and for me when I watch it it always makes me think well now I understand what Mike was thinking I under it, it suddenly I think back to the teaser and think well that was what was going on in Mike's head when he acted the way he did. And nobody in the room knows it, and he never says it, but because of the way Heather wrote it and the, the way John directed and Chris cut it, it just kind of, it sets up this little, uh, this little, um, this little title pool, this little reflection uh, for the later scene. I just think it's cool. I yeah, like it. I think it's, it's cool, we've too. Never, we've never done anything like quite like that. That is that true. I can, that I can recall. Yeah. Although, you out there in Twitter land may know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we've ever come back to the same moment again. Like it's sort of a flash forward in that. Well, way. except for that, there's of course the the, the trousers in uh, in the pilot. Of oh, except in, of course yeah. in there we go. the first yeah. episode. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the that uh, little show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, and then uh, the the first episode with uh, Tuco in it with the blowing up the. Uh, oh yeah, or, oh, or the post. Sure. After 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 uh, after blowing up Tuco's uh, hideout there, or my my well, another favorite one of the grill the grill and the lucite. Wait a minute, we're gonna, oh, we're off topic here. <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. You know, actually, <laughs> take it from here. As long as long as we're talking steer about Breaking back. Bad, steer us back. I I Luis, I made you stop talking uh, a second ago, right before we started recording, because yeah. you were telling Nick a story uh, from Breaking Bad. As long as we're off topic on Breaking Bad. <laughs> I, I wondered if you could tell. I, I'm I'm assuming it was the story of. We were you, talking what, what about you t- my two explosion. favorite scenes. We were talking about. I said one was uh, episode 307, one minute, and then the explosion, the first of our first episode. Oh, and, and the funny part about that, I mean, it was really good. Brian was directing this episode, and and the funny thing was we were prepping for the for the big exp- uh, for the big explosion, right? And uh, we're there, ready. Everybody's ready. There's a hundred people around us. Hey, can you guys do it in one take? There is only one truck. 
one set of explosives, <laughs> one everything, right? And everybody's, oh, okay, we're getting ready, cousin ready, the firefighters are there, everybody's here. All right, we're getting close. And then everybody we're getting close, moving. everybody starts walking away. <laughs> and then people, people start getting in bands and they start going and they're father and they look so little they're so far away and, and danny and i we're like right there next to this fucking truck and we're like the fire you know how that moment that you're like wait wh what's going on why is everybody wait what and then we're like whoa action and we're like oh shit okay go. but yeah that, that that was just a funny thing you know oh, man. this was danny's first job yeah, he was, was nervous Wow. So ever, but yeah. the talk I had, it, and this is the whole show. I think oh, he man. hated me because I was like, "Motherfucker, you're gonna get this, ready, this get ready." And I was, I was getting him in character. Yeah, and so before the when they give us the the you know one set of explosives, yeah. one take, one everything, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I told him, "Look, man, when it happens, if something goes wrong, there is a fire truck over there. So <laughs> if, if if the explosion happens and you catch on fire, your arm or your pan." Keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> okay. Walking. If something hits you, I said, no if, stop, if, drop, and if, roll. Yeah, I, I did. I told him, you know, if, if, if you cannot put up with the whatever it is, then do your thing. Roll, and they're gonna bring. You're gonna be fine, man. You're gonna take it. <laughs> you're gonna be fine. And if, if something hits you from debris, debris. If something Shake hits you and, and it does, yeah, it doesn't knock you out. Keep walking. Oh, like wow. nothing fucking happened. Keep, yeah. But it was it was not a nice, hey, man. No, no I was like, yeah. keep fucking walking. <laughs> nothing is fucking. It was a lot of fucks, okay? But but it worked. It really worked. You know, and we you got guys, in there. You guys, you guys don't, don't flinch. It. You don't flinch at all. There's no giant explosion behind you. Yeah. No. You don't flinch. You the, don't blink. How did? What did you do? How did no, you? The how whole did, time, though, I'm not, in this, speaking for both, the whole time, because of the talk, the, the, we know it was going to be not that big. But you know, the whole time we're walking, you know how no. when you're you expect someone to hit you, you're like waiting to get hit. Yeah, we have that feeling the whole time. The whole so time. we're walking, and yeah, we look cool and relaxed, but we're expecting something to hit you. We we're expecting. We're like, oh shit, anytime. And the whole not, nothing happened, but the whole time we're just expecting that to happen. We were ready for that. Yeah, and yeah. The, we were thinking of the after if that happens yeah. to keep. Keep it going to keep the scene going. Yeah. So we were ready for that, but you know that didn't happen. But that, that, that's what we did. It was. Oh, you guys killed it. I don't yeah. know how you did it. That's yeah. amazing. Did, what, what did it feel like when you saw it for the first time? Because when it happened in real life, it was behind you. So when you saw it on on, on the episode, the I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, me, I was like, oh shit. There was one thing about uh, Brian. Uh, I asked Brian <laughs> about the cigarettes because to me, it only made sense that Lewis was smoking a cigarette. Right. He threw a cigarette away to ignite the fire. Right. I'm still smoking a cigarette in my mind. Right. So I'm thinking, if I'm still smoking a cigarette, why would I throw it away? Right? So then I asked Brian, like in the scene when, yeah. when it happens, yeah, yeah. should I keep smoking or should I not even smoke? He's like, you know what? Nah, nah don't worry about it. Nobody's going to really notice that. Huh. He left, he came back, and he's like, you know what? If you could do that. Take a drag out of that cigarette, like you're walking in the park after the explosion, like a beat or two. And I was like, you think you could do that? I was like, ah, I'll try. And I just remember. <laughs> and then I was like, all right. Yeah. And then we started seeing shit cool. flying in the air. Like, <laughs> and we started seeing all kinds of stuff. You, you like, know what oh, was shit. cool about that? It was that he remembered that. And my thing always, I always go back. It was his first time. So, you know, everything else and how nervous. I always think of that shit and how nervous you get yeah. when you, you start doing something you're not used to doing. It's like, holy shit. And this motherfucker remember to do that shit? It's a natural. Yeah. Hey, it's what a do I say, Heather? He's a fucking ninja. He's a ninja. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a ninja. With ninja vitus. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good stuff. You guys, de yeah, he definitely did some ninja.
ninja shit in this episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait for that. Well, oh. yeah, I'm excited That's for right, you guys That's right, as we record this, they haven't seen it yet. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, we're, this is the, fr- the, the closest to air that we've actually recorded one of these. Mm. This is, uh, it's Thursday oh. before the uh, air date of this episode. So, oh. so we're, we're uh, this only happened a couple days ago, uh, listeners. Um, so getting into this, there's two big scenes, one involving you guys, uh, and, and, uh, then this first scene involving this motel. Now the, we sort of start the, the first act with this bag drop and, um, do you, Nick, do you want to talk a little bit about, and, and Joey too, I know you might, well, for the later episode, the later scene, certainly I want to get you on a microphone. Uh, we were short on microphones today. <clears throat> this is a, this is a, it's a DIY podcast, you guys. <laughs> um, but do you want to talk a little bit about building out that sonic landscape? Nick, just to remind you, this is the scene where the guy's walking through the, the motel at night with the bag, and there was all that music For playing. Sure. It's, it's hard, hard to forget. It was such yeah. an amazing scene. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, really, the, you know, it starts in, in our spotting session. We, you know, we sit down and we look at the scene with Peter and, and Chris and everybody, and we try to figure out how we want you know, this kind of landscape to work. And for you guys that haven't seen it yet, it, it's a person who's basically walking through this, you know, roach motel, uh, an open court one where there's music playing and people doing drugs in all these rooms. And the idea was he's kind of moving through this space to get to the one place where he's going to do the bag drop off. And um, Peter's direction on it was he wanted it to feel like Pirates of the Caribbean, where you, you enter one room and you leave another room. And um, really give it a journey. You give it a journey. And so as you move from one room to the next, there's you know a little bit of bleed from the one that you've gone through and the one that you're entering. And so it was supposed to be this progression. And um, it's built with a lot of group uh, walla. So we have a lot of people coming in, actors that we bring in to record, you know, drug guys doing you know a deal or having sex or whatever they were doing in the rooms. Um, but the big... Uh, the big thing was the music and how the music kind of you know took us from one room. One would be a um, one would be like rock, and the next one would be hip hop, and then it was kind of this musical journey through the whole motel till we got to the to the drop. Um, and we normally on, on this show we don't usually temp uh, music in unless mm-hmm. it's like a montage, and then we usually would use music for that just because you need it to to cut and to make the ideas. Yep work as presented but for this particular sequence we actually did temp in music we asked uh thomas and his team to send over some options because the music was was less it was more uh, because it's it's all diegetic music which means it's all like in the scene and and uh it was more like a sound effect than yeah. it was music and it, and it was a big part of that like you like you described it like that pirates of the caribbean effect where you're you're kind of like going from one place to the other and you're just surrounded by all this stuff and 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 I also I loved how you you uh, I, I wanted them to I wanted them to do a have a have a robot shoot a cannon too but but we weren't able to do that. <laughs> yeah they you had a bunch, it tried it, it didn't with, quite yeah, work a dog with the keys to the cell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Shive John Shive just wouldn't shoot the things that are that we, that we, we could get Johnny about. Depp to stand still <laughs> <laughs> you said you said a word uh, for the folks uh, who are listening who may not know what Walla is to talk oh. about mm-hmm. so you're talking about people the people all those people on the day that it was shot they look like they're talking 
but what? But they're, they're not. not. <laughs> so how does this, so how do you add all that stuff in? Then? So uh, we do what's called a loop session or ADR session, and when we bring in non-specific actors, uh, they're called group actors, and it's usually anywhere from four to six to eight, depending on how many characters you need to fill up the background for most of these scenes. Uh, for this one, I actually think it was one of our biggest groups. I think we were like eight or nine um, because we wanted to have Spanish-speaking wallas. We also have that big scene later on where we have a big shootout. So basically, these actors um, basically mimic everything that goes on in the back of a scene. Uh, if there's two people standing talking, they'll add a little bit of conversation. If it's um, like in this scene, we had some Spanish speakers. We had, so like I said, people having sex. We had people doing drugs. And so they mimic all that stuff. interesting thing to watch. How does that work? Well, you know, <laughs> it sounds exciting, <laughs> but it's not. Oh, okay. It's two people standing in front of a microphone mimicking Just sex. You're going to be in loop. Yeah, there yeah. might be somewhere on the internet yeah. where somebody would actually like to see this. Yeah, we'll I'm get that sure clean later. Not here. <laughs> it's my ringtone. Um. It's, it's, it, it is kind of amazing. I th- we, yeah. We've either talked about it on a previous podcast or a later podcast. I'm not sure we're, these are so out of order that we've recorded them. But we take great pains to record very clean audio without background sounds yeah. without people in the background talking they're all pretending to talk and then nick and 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 your team spend even more time trying to Put add the sounds back <laughs> and and it's all because we have to be able to control it and exactly and have and it work from cut take to take yeah because then, then also with the loop group like if you had to pay every single extra you know a sag rate to do this it would you know we'd never finish a show it'd be so expensive to, to do it that way and and then we also want to be able to control it like you said we want to be able to you know have it louder in places and uh less specific in places and sometimes we don't use it at all we record it and keep it in our back pocket just in case um but what's great about a loop group is that they they, they take a lot of time in preparing themselves for each episode. So if, like in this, uh, if there was a hospital scene, they'd really work on trying to find the right type of dialogue to fill up a hospital scene. And or, it's not written. They're making it up, right? Uh, sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll write out like little things that they want to incorporate. Right. But it's really on the fly. They really kind of make it up as they go along. So wow. they're kind of writers and, actor, and actors. Absolutely. You want to give a shout out to any of the folks? Have they been with us uh, since uh, Breaking Bad? Some of these no, movies? we're with a new group. Uh, uh, I think they've been on this. Um, this is a Catherine question. Catherine Madsen, who is our ADR supervisor and co-supervisor on the show, she deals with most of the group. Uh, so that's really something. She's got she's golden awesome. ears. She's awesome. She's oh, yeah. Amazing. She, she's an yeah. amazing, amazing dialogue editor, amazing yeah. ADR supervisor, who you guys, I'm sure, have worked with before. So, well, she, I don't, how, how often do the cousins speak? Wow. You know, I had to get a dialect coach for this show because it's crazy for Breaking Bad. I mean, the dialogue on this is crazy. Yeah. I don't even know if I can handle this shit anymore. You cut it down. Soliloquy. Cut it in half a little bit. You know, I have a life. You know, come on. I mean, two episodes ago is the some of the most talking that I remember yeah. you guys doing in the hospital. In the hospital, in the hospital yeah. yeah. Really? Breaking Bad was what? Like, I remember an episode. Uh, sunset. Episode three, episode five, and episode seven, we had two words. And the most we had was a Giancarlo at the sunset. Sunset, Sunset, when we asked about uh, Dean and how he switched uh, Dean for, I mean, uh, Heisenberg for Dean and all that. But that was the most. I was like, man. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. 
crazy. But yeah, you cut it down a little bit, you know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to study all this shit. Well, if you keep calling him Dean, <laughs> I mean, you're giving it away. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, well, so, so that's a big challenge, trying to fill the voices of people you see on camera. Sure. Talk a little bit about, I know we're going to skip around. Talk about the challenge of, in this episode, we have that second sequence at the motel when the cousins go com- completely homicidal on everybody what? inside that place. <laughs> and, uh, really? Yeah, and, we teddy bears, man. What are you talking about? And, uh, and talk about the, some of the challenges. And Joey, I, I want to hear your perspective on this too, because talk about the challenges inherent. And, and, and Heather, I'm interested in your perspective too, in creating this world that we don't see. And, and trying to create, because that scene, that sequence doesn't work without sound. And it's all about what we hear and what our, what our minds are imagining through Nacho's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a, a bit about the invention of that idea and then also talk about the challenges of trying to make that stuff work sound wise. Yeah, well, it was, it was amazing to be in the process of figuring out like the math behind what you actually saw. So going through like Gus's whole master plan and he he got a guy and pinned it on this rival gang and then he took Diego, who's the guy that Mike tracked through the dead drops in, mm-hmm. in episode 302 and sent him in, which is that first scene that we just talked about, uh, to drop off the drugs. And then it was Nacho's job to finger those other guys to the cousins and he knowing full well Gus knowing full well that they would go take everyone out. Right. Um, so we came up with the whole plot and I think Peter had a whiteboard and was even drawing the layout of what we thought that the motel would look like (laughs) (laughs) in here. I think I have pictures of it. Um, and we ended up finding, um, something a little different. And by the way, it was amazing job by every department, uh, come bringing that motel together. Um, location and art and because that it's a real location, but it doesn't look like a war zone. Yeah. What is it? What is the the real place? By the way, people live at this motel. Yeah, uh, there were and they, they had to four, move out, I think didn't four they? Four permanent residents. Yeah. And it's called the Westward Ho Motel. It was amazing. It's the actual name? It, yeah, that's, that's the real, actual yeah, it's wow. called we, we the Ho Motel. <laughs> Westward Ho. No, seriously. That, it says Westward, Ho. H-O. Westward Ho. H-O. Um, but, but it was. Um, it was decided, you know, before we started writing that the scene was going to take place from Nacho's uh, experience. And it, it wasn't so, although the carnage was really fun to write and to see, but it was less about the destruction and the carnage and more about uh, Nacho's emotional reaction to it um, and more about his decision to go in and save these guys, knowing that he might die, um, knowing that if he doesn't, they might get on to him and kill him or, and if he you know, and if he does, then maybe he screws up Gus's plan, and he's kind of screwed both ways. And he's still hurt from the wound he got in the last episode. <laughs> he's he looks pretty bad. Rough. He looks pretty yeah. rough. Good makeup. Yeah, real. yeah. So he's making this decision, and and he's going in, and he's got to take someone out by the front door. And he's he's a tough looking guy, but uh, I don't I don't know that he's killed that many times. So it's it's journeying with him through this like very emotional experience while he's on the edge of death so in, into funny. what sounds like a, a, a living nightmare i mean he's walking into a battlefield right so thinking that, that the cousins are trapped he, he he's there when the 
Huey, Dewey, and Louie is what we called the three guys who showed <laughs> up, which, by the way, I will never do again because on set we're like, Huey, are you Huey? Who's got the long gun? Louie with the long gun? I don't know. <laughs> who's talking? Um, so tic-tac and toe, they'll be called next time. But, um, tic-tac-toe. Um, that doesn't sound any easier. Tic-tac and toe. I don't know. The three blind, I don't know. The three blind mice. Yeah. But uh, he saw them come in and, and thinks that the cousins are trapped, so he's got to make that decision to go in there and after the fucking Salamancas. As he told himself. I, 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 one of the things I love about the way this plays, Heather, is that it's like a, it's like a radio play, and this is you know this is this we, we kind of put it all on Nick because it, we, we're sitting there with Nacho, we're hearing, we see the cousins going, and we go, okay, it's on, and then we hear all this mayhem, all this mayhem behind the fence, all this crazy stuff, and and I'm thinking, when I'm watching is well, they're not going to show us what's going on, and then. Then Nacho takes that journey, and then, um, and 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 I I think that explosion. There's that big that big gas yeah, expo- that that's big right. explosion, yes. which yeah. I think I I don't remember if that might be that that might be something that was added in production. Yeah, that, I think that, that was guys, a Scheiben special. That was a Scheiben special, <laughs> and it's great. Uh, then we go in and we just see what what these these two cousins have, have done to this place, and it is it's so much fun because we're kind of. I guess it's it, it plays it's a little bit uh, it's a little flirtatious with the audience because we're you know are we going to show it are we not going to show what are we going to show how much yeah. are we going to see and and then and then it just then of course we get to see you guys blowing wait really away. yeah we when get, you guys and you did this you did this thing that oh, wasn't yeah. scripted which you raised you walk in well you do this really cool stunt uh-huh. out the front and Danny's carrying a bag that I couldn't even lift that was full of guns <laughs> um, but. Luis, you lifted your guns going in and then lowered them, and you could see them just a little bit through that mesh, and we were like, oh, shit, that is, it's going down. That was really cool. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was, I was, I was going to say, uh, and, and Nick, with all these machine gun sounds and stuff, where do you get those from? I mean, are they are you recording some of that stuff yourself and using, or do you where do you get all the sound effects? Well, I have a huge, huge library, you know, millions of sound effects in, in our library. Um, and guns is a, a big part of that. <clears throat> but uh, for normally on a big feature or, you know, we have time to go out and record guns and get, you know, real specialized with it. Uh, on the time frame on TV, we don't really have that luxury at times. You know, sometimes we'll have time to go out and record a car if we need it, if it's something specific. But... Um, with the guns, we kind of just have to rely on what we have. Uh, the beauty is we have so many guns and recorded in so many different perspectives. Some are recorded close, some are recorded, you know, like a medium field, and some are recorded distant. And what was great about this is the way you guys had laid it out and, and, and shot it, um, not just basically, you know, across the street or down the street, you know, looking at a fence where all the action takes place. And Joey and you guys and Chris had done a great job kind of making a blueprint of what kind of the action was going to happen. Because we have and to make it work from an editing perspective. Exactly. Even before Nick comes in and, and makes it perfect, you know, we, we have to that, – that, like you said, that radio play has to function so that it actually feels scary and so the scene works. And, and so, I, yeah, I, I, t- I said, hey, Joey – I think this was my first day on the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that right? Like, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you start building the radio play of the gunfight? Wow. That's like, right. Cause, okay. Because we had, because I had a Mary was here filling in for Joey uh, for the for episode two, 
and because uh, he was wrapping up on our, our previous show where we had a bit of overlap on Lodge 49 uh, Mondays after Better Call Saul AMC. <laughs> um, and uh, it is a great show. But the uh, yeah, so then you, it was just like headlong into the fire, basically. Yeah, I think I think the initial version, which is not where we landed sounded like a 50 man war zone it was just like way too much stuff but it there was like three separate uh sequences running uh just in the sound effects track of like here's what nacho's hearing then here's the like bullets ricocheting off the environment and it was all this stuff just kind of layered in while you were still cutting the scene and then we just threw it up against your picture and then just stripped out and slid, t- trying to like right. at least make it complement the picture more than a blind radio play. But uh, Exactly. Yeah, it, it was a, a fun first first experiment over here. And then when you guys got, a, got your hands on it, I mean, you, you took it to a whole new level and you, you brought in some of those, like you were saying, those group actors yeah. to give reactions in Spanish and to to really so we really feel the the journey so once you guys the cousins start going in there and and causing mass mayhem uh it it feels real like we really buy it yeah well like i said and what was great about it is it has multi uh, stages right so what the beginning stage when he's looking at the fans um we really try to pick sounds that were distant and that kind of just added a little bit of width to what Joey had already started with. So we actually used Joey's element as kind of the main element, which I think was actually the production sound a lot from of the, the day guns were, yeah. that they shot it, which oh, for guns you would never use because they're usually too puny or whatnot. But they had such a great echo because they were recorded in the space. Yeah. So what I did is I tried to find distant gunshots with echo on it that kind of uh, mimicked what was already there, but different characters. So yeah. one would be a machine gun, one would be a handgun, and whatnot. So that when we laid it on top of exactly where Joey had it, it rounded it out and gave it a fuller spectrum of sound, uh, but not taking away from what was initially there. And like Joey was saying, when they probably for, we had the same issue when we started designing it. We'd start laying stuff in, and instantaneously it would get too busy. You would be like, oh man. I don't want to see that scene. It's so great being sparse and mm-hmm. distant yeah. and mysterious. It, we, when you added more layers to it, you lost the mystery of what was happening yeah, behind sense. there. And what was great is you ended up staying with Nacho while this mayhem was going on in the distance. And then, like we said, it's in part. So then as Nacho gets out, we started kind of changing the soundscape a little bit to where, okay, it's a little more specific now. You might hear a little more ricochets or you may hear a little more voice or more glass breaking. And then we get to the point where he's about to enter and the, the explosion really became our trigger point of now the, the third phase is where now he's going into the mayhem and it's all, you know, full, full chaos when he gets behind the, or gets into the courtyard. And he doesn't know what he's gonna see. The audience knows not know what he's gonna see, but it's definitely this battle zone, but it has this progression that we tried to build from, uh, from, from the sound effects. But like I said, the blueprint was already there, and it really helped a lot. Well, we love those natural sounds. Uh, a, a lot of us here at the table are, are um, fans and Heat. also graduates of yeah. the Michael Mann That's School right. of Filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
And yeah, and he, they, they I, I remember Michael talking about that. And I mean, it's sort of like Hollywood lore mm. that you know, they, the team built all those sound effects, you know, per, pristine guns. And in the end, they went with production sound, just like ricocheting and slapping around yeah. the buildings of downtown Los Angeles. That's, that's the greatest shootout in the history of movies. Huh, yeah. Absolutely. I just, I, I defy anyone to come up with a better one. I mean, it's just, it's this the is best. a close second. I will yeah. say this, was, this, was <laughs> this really is the best good. in TV. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. If only heat, if only heat had Makatas, then we'd be, then, <laughs> then they would have had something. That's right. You know, the remake, the 2020 remake. There you go. I like it. Do you guys, do you have gun training? I mean, you, you, you both look pretty, natural with those guns how do you not every actor I, I, without naming you know I, I've seen in other things I've seen actors surprisingly uncomfortable holding guns and and they they it seems like they can't even and they're not real I mean some of those are real guns but it's not like you're they're shooting real bullets at real people so uh, do you guys have any training or, or is there anybody on set that is advising? That sort of thing. I don't thing. want to say training per se, but you know how this, we have a lot of stunt friends like from the gym, from all this. Mm -hmm. If we ever have questions, you know, they, they do, we ask them, they teach us or do. But aside from that, I've gone to the range many, many times, that's especially for this. So I didn't get training per se, but I trained myself. But that's great that you, you would, you would, you go to the range and you actually, you know, you got your own training, which is, which is good. Yeah. You yeah. guys look bad at <laughs> You really go on set to somebody there always too. Uh, advise you like all oh, this you know how to handle a gun and if you're comfortable you tell them yeah well, we're, we're comfortable if not they'll kind of teach you how to kind of play with it that's, that's right cool. like an armorer is that what's on set definitely uh, there's the stunt coordinator and and uh and the prop there, master knows props. a lot there's yeah. two things yeah the prop the prop yeah but you know aside from that al every single time we do anything even if we know how to do it yeah we'll still go through the motions yeah. with him. Sure. Like, I was a pro, you know, he'll be, Al hey, you do it there, you guys know how to do it, so we'll do a, a rehearse a couple of things, and are cool, that looks natural, yeah. that looks cool. And there yeah. was a stunt that Al had you guys do, oh, right? Luis yeah. had out, oh. the, out at the front with a that's, knife. Oh, man. Um, that's, that's it was a little, that's, little that's, too that's far awesome. away, maybe, yeah. to see, but Luis had a gun, or, geez, a gun, a knife a up knife. his sleeve. Yeah. Um, and he, when he was walking toward the lookouts with his hands up, and when he dropped his hands the the knife the came knife out and you had this s move thing that looked very graceful yeah that was <laughs> when you slipped the guy choreography there yeah, but yeah it, it took a minute that knife you know it, you know when we we're not rolling the knife was staying but when we started rolling the knife would fall to me so you know somehow <laughs> oh the wardrobe department they they, they had a little piece of tape the two-sided tape and they put it there and the knife stayed enough for us to get there and and That's do it, and it worked out nice because yeah. it was like it was it, so cool. Again with the ninja shit, it would look like ninja <laughs> shit. I dropped it, and the knife was there, and yeah, yeah, nice. it, it looks like good. These guys are the craziest badasses. <laughs> Just anywhere they go, and yeah, like you said, have the, I, that bag of guns. How much did that weigh? That could, it's, it's crazy. Eighty it was, pounds? It was, I mean, I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't it was pretty heavy. It. it was pretty heavy. Uh, at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, I'll take care of it, and then I was like, yeah, Ron, I was like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> third day, said, okay, uh, can we? Uh, that third day, my, my, my left can we put side was some numb. feathers in this shit? <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that wasn't one take either. We did that, that six was, or seven times yeah, walking out there. Yeah. I want to hear. We were talking before the podcast started. I want to hear from you, gentlemen, uh, about what a badass 
Heather is. Okay. Oh, 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 I got to talk about ninja, that. Ninja Heather? Heather, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. So, Just preemptively, talk? I pay him to say this. No, 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 no. Serious shit. So Heather trains with me. I, 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 I train. Uh, I competed in Muay Thai and, and boxing. So then later now, later years, I'm now trained people in this. So I train people how to be bad motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so one thing, Heather, last year, came, um, started training with me for the first time ever. She never threw a punch before. Ever. Never, ever, ever. No. She comes to the yeah. gym and we start training. Uh, Heather was very athletic. I'm going to say you always been and you were in good shape. So it was really fast to move. But I want to say that from there till now, she's a fucking ninja. <laughs> I tell everybody and anybody that, that seriously, if you see her hit, every, every time you're at the gym, there's classes at the gym. There's like a lot of fucking people now. You always get there and make me look really good because of the way you do shit. People <laughs> thought that you were a professional fighter. Is that the girl that uh, your girl? Is that uh, is she the? No, no, no. She's not. She, she's uh no. She's not a fighter. She's a writer. <laughs> she's a writer. <laughs> what? No, but serious shit. You guys will be surprised oh. how she does shit. Remember we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I was gonna go teach a uh, um a class in Burbank uh, at another school. And remember I told you, I would love to take you with me so I can show them how to do things. Oh, that would be awesome. Like, like you know, because, wow. no, that's how, hey, oh, no, she's a if bad. I'll show wow. anything, they say, this is how you move, oh. this is how you punch, this is the foot, this is how you go under, everything. She knows how to do it. Oh, yeah. She knows wow. how to do the whole wow. thing. You guys will wow. be amazed at what she can do. And the power she generates, it's Freaking crazy! So you guys get crazy. Yo, yo, I, I, this is, this, this is what's worrying me. We, no, we can't give her notes from that. But the cool thing is this: <laughs> see, if, if, if anything else happens, you know, you can just call Heather. Heather, go kick his ass. I <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you go to the parking lot, so you guys go out to lunch and somebody miss you, Heather. Go put him in his place. Oh, I like this. This is definitely an upset. Somebody for you. I, I'm I'm training to be a Salamanca because Ooh. all of them are dead. That's like Hector's you know got a stroke. Nacho's out. Uh, Arturo's dead. You guys are back south. Like, who's taking over? I'm just going to shave your head and you're good. <laughs> you're going to have to tan a little bit, though. Third cousin. Yeah. <laughs> tan a little yeah, bit. No, but seriously, she, okay. hey, she, she's amazing. She's well, you guys will be amazing. Straight ninja. Yeah, you guys will be amazing. Now, you're, training, you're also training Melissa, Melissa Bernstein. Bernstein. Mel yeah. Yes. Melissa is into the road of becoming a ninja. Wow. And you know, I'm going to tell you one thing about Melissa. As, as well, Heather. Heather's been a ninja this whole fucking time. Fuck, Melissa is first time ever as well. And the kind of workout, you know, the workout at the end for conditioning I do, it, it's fuck, It's really hard. Yeah. And, and Melissa, I threw her to the wolves the first time. And, and, and one thing she has, she has no quit in her. Yeah. 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 She was fucking do. Yeah. I, I saw how she was. She, I mean, I was. Mm -hmm. I kept asking, are you okay? Are you okay? Because she looks like she's like, I'm like, was she going to pass out? And I'm going to have to kind of like, hey, wake the fuck up. You know? And, and she was like, no, no, no. Let's finish it. And I'm no, no. You don't have to finish it. No, I want to finish wow. it. I'm going to. And I'm like, what? And she, everything. And even yeah. things that people, there's a, you know, I do a lot of different workouts and some people don't like this or that or, you know, I don't like to do that. I don't like to do this. She's like, oh, I've never done it, but I'm going to try it. And, and she tries and she does it every wow. single time. You, It's another one of those things. I'm like, man, what is going on here? That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's awesome. That's awesome. We so got a couple of million awesome. dollar babies there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, good segue. I want to hear oh. real quick about the movie you're doing, uh, Daniel, with the with who is oh. directing. Oh, oh this little guy. Oh, my God. It's no, not somebody that's not too famous. You know, his name is Clint Eastwood. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, 
It's uh, the movie's name is uh, called The Mule. It's uh, based on a true story. His name is Leo Sharp. Uh, he was sent to prison at the age of 90. He was transporting a $3 million worth of cocaine through Michigan wow. in his old beat-up truck, and he was arrested by the DA. Uh, he was uh, Is this he, a real story? Yes, yeah, a, a true story. And Clint he was Eastwood is to directing he, and starring in yeah, it. Yeah, he's, wow. he's, the, he's, the, he's the main actor, wow. and he's, yeah. he's directing. And honestly, when I first got the job, I was like, fuck, you know. I'm gonna work with Clint Eastwood. I'm like, <laughs> wait, like, I have to. Okay, oh, he said yeah, this. Oh, I have to say this. Yeah, okay? he's, gonna, he's gonna pull me. This blast is again. the same shit he did. This motherfucker gets starstruck. Like <laughs> this guy. The fr when we got break, and yeah. you got some people have heard this shit, but the first day we got to the set, it was the explosion. <laughs> we get to set on Breaking Bad, and and this motherfucker's reaction. It's funny. Everybody probably knows it, but who? Hey, look. We get out. I mean, we get out of the van, and Brian's. He's directing. We get out of the van. Brian is directing the episode. He's about twenty feet away from us, and we get out, and we're on set. And Danny, boom, right, looks at Brian, and he's like, and he taps him on the shoulder. Look, look, that's the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. It was, you know, me being big brother, I said, shut the fuck up. But it was so funny. But that's yeah. awesome. And that's now he awesome. gets all fucking good yeah. good we clean. Oh, I gotta tell you though, Clint Eastwood's the guy like Brian Cranston would yeah. get all googly about. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that's Clint Eastwood. That's no, awesome. That's true. I that's am amazing. so jealous you worked oh, with him, man. That's oh my god, so it, it awesome. was such uh, an achievement. Uh you know the funny thing about it, uh I see Malcolm in the middle when I was in prison. So that that's another thing. One, one right. side. We don't call it prison. Oh, we call oh, it the five star me. hotel. Five star hotel. Oh, sorry, college. Guys. Wow. This is so so I I was at, wow. in college and I watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in Gosh. prison, I I uh I watched Malcolm in the Middle and I seen Brian, you know Brian working yeah. and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna work with him. And then now, Clint Eastwood, the same thing. I I watched him when I was in prison. So for wow. me to be able to be free, and be able to work with them and him directing me it's like oh years later God. i might say yeah wow it's like wow. long long, long, time, long, ago. long time ago well we're so yeah, glad amazing. you guys yeah. are here with us now and doing the great work you're doing man kicking ass and uh and being just great guys to be working with and being around yeah, thank you, thank I'm you. so. That's oh, I bet Clint is with me. That's 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 reform, oh reform, <laughs> reform. Well, we uh, a, a very special guest just walked through the door, and uh, oh. I know she's gonna oh. sign up. Oh. Oh. Party's here. Party. I'm so yeah. excited. Hey, I'm here. sorry I'm late. I'm in LA. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. this is like so awesome to be here and so nostalgic. And I miss y'all. I'm gonna cry. We miss you. Welcome oh, we home. Miss you. <laughs> yeah, we brought the Moncada brothers here it's just for you. It's <laughs> yeah. You guys are so awesome. Have you guys talked about the shootout yet? We we have, oh, but do you have any do you have any oh, thoughts yeah, about have. it? Oh, it's yeah. like, oh my god. Like this season I gotta tell you, I'm so excited because it's so breaking badish. It's it, like it so breaking. It it's is. really, it, it really is. fun. It's so different because I've been like on the show since the pilot. Well, on the on Breaking Bad since the pilot, on Better Call Saul since the pilot. And no, I didn't do the pilot, take it back. But it's like, I've never been in this position where I never, I didn't get any scripts, I didn't know any stories, I didn't know nothing. So it's like really, and I've like seen them all now. Oh my God, it's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Does it bother you we make you buy every episode on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> if, I'll tell you one thing right now, since we're only on what, what the week of 403? Yeah. 
You want to give that code out to get all this, all the new episodes on iTunes ahead Wait, of time? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about this. Nah, man. <laughs> nah, man. I it's got, killing me. You guys I, talk about this shooter like it's, and I, I have, we haven't yeah, seen, I seen it. it. I read it. Yeah. We read it. Dude, you, you lived it. You lived it. You were there. I lived it, but no, I, I saw some pretty cool shit. I, was good. Good. I haven't seen the whole, the finished product. I want to I'm see telling the whole you, it's night. really, really fun. It's like, it's, but uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like take over, but it's just seeing the show from this perspective. Cause you know, I never got to see any of the shows from this perspective and people would always talk to me. Oh my God, Breaking Bad is so great. I mean, you guys must have the greatest time. And I said, yeah, I mean, it's really great, but we don't have that same perspective at all, you know, mm -hmm. from this end. And so I'm actually getting it. Although I will say that I don't enjoy it as much. I, I miss everybody. I miss working here. I miss, <laughs> I miss the other perspective, but it's really fun to see it from this perspective. But this season is so good. This, season, this season's the best season yet. And I, yeah. I know you say that every year. Yeah. No, no. Well, no, no, well no, no, you know no, what? No, <laughs> Because really? well, the show, uh, just like Breaking Bad did, logarithmic, it's get logarithmically better yeah. every every season. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say anything about what happens in it, but I just, a couple hours ago, as we record this, saw the 10th episode for the first <gasps> Me time. Me too. We were watching it at the same time. <laughs> Me too. It is so good. It's so good. Oh, I can't you know wait, wait for I what can't wait for I can't it's wait so for good. everyone to see it. Uh, but the cousins, man, oh, y'all are so no. good. No, man, when when uh, in the shootout when Nacho, you know, comes in there and he's like, and then which one of y'all like takes over and and shoots the guy for him? I can't remember. But me, yeah, you do it. Yeah, everybody on on the on the podcast is like, who's she pointing at? Who's that? The good-looking one on the right. Y'all are awesome, awesome. Just it's really really fun to like see y'all again. It's like, but I said that in the second season. I was like, because that wasn't my episode, and I was like, ah, right the second season. See, that's that's what we we get that much shit. You know, we get killed off and breaking bad. But see, this we have a lot of fucking fun doing the fun shit. You know, yeah, being oh. the bad guy is fun. I'll tell you what's really, yeah. hey, Chris is really shit. trippy right now is hearing y'all talk. Wait, really? Hey. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll tell you one thing. You know, every, you know the first, oh, first, God. first time I said a word in Breaking Bad, it was built up to be so big for the cousins, like, you know, yeah. being a badass motherfucker without saying shit. And mm. my first fucking couple of words I said, I'm thinking, man, I hope my voice fits my fucking badass <laughs> character. Because you know how you see this guy and it's like a big King Kong and shit. And you're, yeah. hey, motherfucker. You know, I, I was thinking, am I supposed to do that shit? Because this motherfucker is bad motherfucker. <laughs> so it would have been better if you said... Hey, Gus. Oh, no. I, 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 hey, you, you know what? I wanted to do that shit like the first as a joke, but I wasn't, I was thinking, no, I don't want to get fired. You know? like, because I was going to be like, hey, so what are you saying? You know? That so That's hilarious. I so, what, it wasn't Heisenberg? We got to go get Hank? Okay. I, I, we, we definitely, uh, we maximized our time because I wanted to make sure we talked to you guys as much as possible. I know we're never going to get to everything in the episode. Because uh, there's a lot, so many things, so many things. Kim at Judge Munsinger, and him. I love Judge Munsinger. He's awesome. Oh, he's great. Ethan oh my Phillips. God, he's Ethan great. Phillips is wonderful. And, he's uh, great. Alicia, our our, uh, our post supervisor, was uh, she was excited because she knew him as Neelix, which is uh, apparently a <laughs> Star Trek character. That's, that's right. So that that's that's fun, and 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 yeah, I mean, there's you know maybe. Maybe uh, an interesting challenge th uh, that he gave Kim, and uh, she just sort of stayed there in the courtroom. 
she doesn't seem afraid of the challenge. I love yeah. that story he tells with the with the with the way you guys came up with that. With the with, <laughs> tells her the story in his chambers. Talk talk about that one. Well, it's the verdict, right? Well, it's one of my no, all-time that's the, the movie, my, right? Yeah, one yeah. of my all-time favorite courtroom movies. Uh, is, uh, David Mamet. David Mamet wrote wrote it, and it's 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 a hell it's a hell of a movie. And we isn't just, it we, Paul Newman? Paul Newman, absolutely. Yeah. Does he play a drunk? Well, <laughs> that's, that's the movie, right? Amongst, no, real life. amongst many of the many of the things he is, and and, and I love mm. the way Heather Heather put that over, and and you know it's. Uh, Munsinger has uh, his kind of cynical view of the law and is, you know, what Kim obviously has another idea. And I also, just while we're talking about guest cast, I have to say, so excited, Mark Evan Jackson. Oh, uh, my made God. onto the show. He, he, he plays the hell out of that character, Henry, which is a very, it's a very delicate thing he does. And, and Mark Evan Jackson is... Uh, you know, he's a wonderful, wonderful actor. So, so many things, including The Good Place, and uh, we know him in our household from uh, thrill, the Thrilling Adventure Hour because uh, he is he is he's a fa- uh, he's a family favorite. We'd love to see him again. He's Henry, who's lying about his dead that's wife. That's right. He does that's a great right. job. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah it, that's such a tightrope act because he has to kind of be invisible in that group, but. As a viewer, we have to be able to be watching him and seeing what he's doing. And he did such a such a nuanced role, and he did it incredibly well. And he was so consistent too. I mean, he's that guy's a really good actor. Yeah, he's really dynamite yeah, actor. And it's comedy that isn't. It's not big laugh comedy. It's it's funny because of the context and we know that this guy's just making shit up yeah and if we didn't know that and you just listened to his story you would totally believe that he was telling the truth absolutely that's how mark played it you have to yeah yeah i mean and that's ultimately the 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 last straw for mike you know it just sets him off i just love the way that banks played that scene too and played against henry it's he just he just tears those people apart yeah He's wounded, very wounded. I mean, it's, a, it's in a support group. What if it <laughs> turns out that Henry actually was telling the truth? Well, he's going to feel like a real asshole. He's going to go to Jimmy. He's going to go to Kim and try to sue sue, sue Mike for, uh, for, for psychic battery. Oh, you don't want to let him know what's battery. going on next episode. I mean, that's, that's well, I'm trying, deep, to think of, I'm trying to think of something more for Mark Evan Jackson to do because he's great. I mean, this is an, you guys are great, too, and it's like we're – we're always so happy when, when we can think of something, a way to bring you guys into the story oh, because yeah. you're just money in the bank every time. Well, let me it's... give you some idea. Yeah. <laughs> when do you guys like start, like, you know, you know me, I'm always going to ask these writers' rooms questions because I'm so interested. But when do you guys like start to like say, okay, this year we're doing this? Like this year we're going to, or does it, does it happen in the beginning of the year where you say we're going to bring all these people together or does it kind of say, oh, wait a minute, go, hey, Jen, see if, call the agents and see if the cousins are available. That's that one. I mean, it's, it's more like, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more like, it's, it's more like, you know, with the, you know, we have big idea. If we were going to say it at the beginning of the season, we would just list, you know, all these great people who we want to see again. Right. But, you know, we have to. We have to, you know, listen to the damn story, uh, and so we have to. We have to let the story, the story dictate what we do. But uh, when when it happens, boy, we we just get really excited. But I know y'all have like a thing, like it's not up here now. We have a but board. don't you have a board that has? Oh yeah, we have a board with there? we have a board with the, the, all these characters and <laughs> we want to see again. And there are a lot of there are more and more every season. Now 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 we got Mark Evan Jackson on there too. Oh man, he's good. 
And uh, speaking of people that we that were on that board, Ira, uh, you know, we we see That's Jimmy. Right. He takes that job probably to avoid uh, having to answer to Kim's encouragement that he go to therapy. Uh, takes that job at this cell phone store where nothing happens, and uh, he's super <laughs> super bored. And uh, and he he goes and uh, meets up with Ira and gets the money from their caper from last week's episode and he gives him ira maybe inadvertently gives jimmy an idea that is absolutely true and it is that wonderful so little funny how you can't say anything there's that wonderful <laughs> mini montage that mini montage uh that you guys did uh and and john i i think john, john of course has been work we've been working with john since season two of Breaking Bad. I've been working with him you, since, you, yeah, well, 19, you, on and off, not, not constantly, but since 1995. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. So you, yeah. you go way back to X-Files with John. And John, he also was the one who I think uh, opened the floodgates of writer's room directors on, uh, on Breaking Bad because you, you, had him, you had him direct an episode and uh, that, that, then, then the rest of us swooped in and said, hey, what about me? And I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure they were happy about that. But, uh, it worked the, out great. John, did, worked John out great. did John did a great job on that first Breaking Bad. I, one thing, he's, he's always got such a great ear for music. And, and that, that Turn Off the Fear uh, song is just is one, of my, one of my favorite moments. And, and that, was all, that was his idea. I don't know if it was provided. I think maybe it was provided by Thomas, but yeah. it was definitely John's idea to use that song. And I had originally been cutting it to something else because it seemed, it, it just, it, it seemed uh, too low tempo. Mm-hmm. For, for for what that was going to be but um once i finally got the shape of the scene i said all right well, you know i got it. he's going to want to hear it so let me try it and it was just so it which was one's just the turn exactly off, which right which one's this the turn off the fear it's, this it's the... one of these painting the windows oh of course of course yeah and uh it just worked so well and so then you know i recut it to that to that song but i, I it's it, it was he he was totally right his instincts were 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 uh, you know very sharp on that one. It's it's one of the other things I'd like. I just want to mention just as we're talking about music, is the way we used uh, the music in CC Mobile with these little montages. And you know the, the, what we found was that there were all these jump cuts. The right. way the way you you cut you cut these sequences of Jimmy being bored. And we had the crazy idea of cutting the music every time there was one of these little quarter-second jump cuts. And so, we, uh, and I, I, I will cop to the fact it didn't occur to me how much money we were spending because <laughs> every time we cut the music, of course, it, it costs it costs money. Are you serious? Uh, oh but, yeah, but yeah. So even, even the I mean, because even library yes. fees cost money. But but you know what? It you know what? It, it just made it made those it made those scenes come alive, uh, and it, and I just love the way I love the way you did that, and I love the way uh, uh, the way the music is cut in the, in those scenes is just so it's Very it well really done. adds it really adds the the. Uh, the 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 feel the comedy boredom. Yeah, so it's yes. not actual boredom; it's comedy boredom. Right. Well, we talked about that in spotting that you know there was a thought of maybe doing it as one song, and we're like, no, no, my God, that's the best part because <laughs> no. it was really the most unusual montage I think I've ever seen because yeah. you know nobody ever would do you know cut the music off right in the middle of, of a phrase like that over and over and over again to create a storytelling out of it. No it one in really, their right mind would do it. <laughs> that you were totally in the right and, mind because. Because it was brilliant. It really was awesome. Well, just to say something, I mean, uh, you know, somebody who's cut a lot of montages, too. And, you know, it's like 
it's always really, really, really um, refreshing to think of a new idea. You know what I mean? That sounds so stupid. It's always refreshing. That sounds dumb. But it is. It's like, you know, just to always be innovating, even when the footage or even when the, the idea behind it is something fairly mundane or something like mm -hmm. that. It's like to put a new spin on it makes it exciting. And, you know, it did, wouldn't have occurred to me to, like, stop and start the music. But, you know, shit, that's cool. <laughs> that's really great. I mean, just to do something new. And it's, you know, as, as far as being an editor, too, it, it helps because it just, you know, makes you start to, you know, uh, see how how artistic can I be? Well, that's, you know? yeah, it's, it's the thing that amazes me this season. And the, you, you guys listening haven't even seen some of the examples, but every time I think we've run out of new ways to do a montage, there's just, there's, it turns out to be one more thing that, 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 that comes up here. So I, yeah, I, and I was excited too. And that's coming from, you know, wow. I mean, that, I'm complimenting y'all. It's well, great. No, I remember, fun. cause I remember there were times <laughs> you and I were pulling, uh, you were, well, I was watching, What's you our pull, new idea? I was watching you pull your hair out <laughs> what can uh, we do on, with this? on montage number 7,000. So yeah, <laughs> no, we, I definitely get it. Well, uh, we, we're going to have to wrap up unfortunately, cause no. uh, I know, we got to get you guys out of here so you can get get to your next place on time um but thank you all for coming and and uh sharing your stories and that was, that was awesome to hear about the explosion and and nick thanks for talking about how, how you how you guys make this magic and and you too heather for for bringing us into the to your world what are you working on now heather i don't think we've covered that can you talk about Besides it? my tan. Um, I'm working <laughs> on um, a new Hulu show that's going to be coming out called The Act, and I can't say much about it other than it's based on a or inspired by a true story. Is it a drama? Ooh. It is drama. It's a drama. Okay. Very exciting. Ah, I'm looking forward to seeing When can we look forward to it? When will we look forward to it? I don't know that yet. Well, they are. But I'll let you know. I can say I can say one thing for sure. They're damn lucky. lucky. They're damn lucky that's to have right. you working on it. If they treat you bad, you can kick that's, their asses. That's right. That's right. Um, that's right. That much has been established today. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we end every episode by having uh, one or two of our guests do their best <laughs> Bob Odenkirk style Better Call Saul from the end of the commercial. Could you guys take us out? <laughs> really on. sell it. Come on, cousins. Go ahead. He's the, he's the professional with the voice. Let me see it. One, two. This is Danny. Be a ninja. Go. Give us that Clint Eastwood charm. <laughs> Better call Saul. Yay! Yay!